Hi, Nick. Hi. Hi. I didn't check our levels. We're, we're jumping in raw. We're just we're just going to do a show right now. Great. That's how, I mean, I'm checking my notes. You're, or I didn't check my notes. You didn't check the levels. I don't even know if I have notes. We'll find out. I have plenty of notes. Okay. I have plenty, I have plenty of notes. So we record this in the window when your daughter is trying to fall asleep. You told me that she likes to listen to music and then she might pass out during that. Is that like kind of the deal? Oh, yeah. Well, she usually does pass out. It's just how but what, long like what it she's might listening take... to right now. Like, like she listening she... to ACDC right now? Or... <laughs> right now, well, first she likes to go, the first song she likes to start off with is uh, The Weeknd, Blinding Lights. You let her listen to The Weeknd? Um, then she moves Nick. in. Nick. Then she moves into uh, Imagine no. Dragons. Okay. I'm listening to that right now. Which then goes into, it does go into the Jackson 5 ABC. And then it goes into uh, Take Me to Church. You know that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's a good song. <laughs> but I really need to t- backtrack. Do you know the lyrical content of a weekend song? I don't know. I know. I don't know the, the I lyrics. think I think you're going to have to go look it up after this podcast and then decide whether it needs to be in the rotation or not. Don't make a big <laughs> deal out of it. Just don't offer it. You don't understand. This is the requested song right now. I, there is no nighttime without this song. Oh, my goodness. Maybe it's among his more sexually, less, less sexually explicit songs. Should I read the lyrics of Blinding Lights? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah. I've been trying to call. I've been on my own for long enough. Maybe you can show me how to love. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. I'm I'm going through withdrawals. Okay. You don't even have to do too much. You can turn me on with just a touch, baby. Okay. Okay. Yeah, still tame. Tame. Somewhat tame. tame. Somewhat tame. Tame. Uh, I mean, turn me on. He could be a robot. You know, uh, it's a switch. There's not a, there's not a lot of songs out there that doesn't say turn me on that like so that mm-hmm. he gets a pass on that one. You're doing fine mm-hmm. on that. She, she's baby, listening to Robot. It's her. Yeah. She's a baby. She's, she's baby. Right. She knows that. Um, I look around and oh. Sin City's cold and empty. <laughs> oh, no one's around <laughs> to judge me. Oh, I can't see clearly when you're gone. Oh, oh, so oh. he's just appropriating songs now. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, ooh, mm-hmm. I'm blinded by the lights. Mm-hmm. No, I can't sleep until I feel your touch. Which, uh, which could be when you hold her hand when she exactly. goes to sleep. Uh-huh. She's already uh-huh. interpreted that. She can't fall asleep without holding my hand. Yes. Um, I said, ooh, I'm drowning in the night. <laughs> oh, when I'm like this, you're the one I trust. Hey, hey, hey. Not so bad. You know what? Not the worst song of his I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, his stuff is good, but there's some foul stuff in his, like, like premiere music. Some very, very explicit stuff. So I think I think you should record yourself reading the song and then play it for her. That was That was really wonderful. Look, she's been listening to adult music um since she was born so you know she's come to find some kids music but i needed i don't know i needed to put on music in order to rock her to sleep more for me to just like find some rhythm and keep myself engaged and so it's just a thing also she when she was just born she had a hard time just falling asleep and we discovered playing um an instrumental version of of girl on fire put her to sleep so that that was her first sleep song and then that just kind of you know spun out from there to uh, her own playlist she has her own spotify playlist which <gasps> is filled with not appropriate sleep songs for babies well i think she's well on her way to being really cool i but i also find the more we talk of the more we talk i didn't realize how much you like music in general. So like not a lot of people like lead with how much they like music or it takes over their whole personality. And I think you fall in between like for you needing to like rock her well and listen to music means that music probably is a big part of your life then. It, it 
should be more than like it was growing up like music was a big part of my life um but somehow when i got older you know (laughs) the radio the car turned from you know music to npr yeah totally um and i don't collect music anymore i don't have an organized spotify in fact the only reason i'm really using spotify is because of her now my itunes i don't even know where they are i still have all my old cds and i still threaten to download them someday <laughs> threaten <laughs> <laughs> well, because it would it would take days it's a, you know? it's it's like your bucket list goal to do that like i will do this yeah but it's so i could just like add every album on spotify to my account and it would be the same well i had to do that because the albums that i did burn and did do that project with then went with my first boyfriend's computer because that's where i did it and then very shortly thereafter all of my cds got stolen out of my car so it was moot at a certain point and spotify became the only avenue and i'm not going to suggest that my playlist is organized i'm super out of touch with music today though super out of touch and that's i'm also okay with that we're going to do the commercials now and you're going to to just drop us in oh i want to drop us in yeah have time to shower but every day you should always make a little bit of time for some special grooming and we have the thing for you to groom what you need to groom on a daily basis i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that you don't need to use this project product every day but if you need to shave your balls every single day there's a problem well some Wouldn't of us you say there's have... like a human human growth hair problem or just some of us have a lot of testosterone Do you, I really, I really want to know the answer to this question and I need you to answer honestly. Do you prefer your balls to be smooth or do you just not care? Whoa. Um, I mean, you put me into really deep thought here. Yeah, Um, no. T-H-O-T. I think, I think most of the time I just, I just don't care. However... There are times in my life where I have, you know, done the old groom One, two. (laughs) Yeah. And it is great. It is nice. But it's not like, it's not like, we're really getting specific here now. It's not like there's like an excessive amount of hair or something. It's not like that's, you know. It's it's, it's not an impediment. (laughs) Yes. Now, maybe around the Mm. ball, you know, maybe Mm. that, you know, there's... Well, there's yeah. a certain way you can shave, too, to enhance products down there as well, too. So that might be of interest. So perhaps if you had maybe like the, the turf chopper from smoothieballs.com, you might even be more interested in, I don't know, curating yourself. Sure. But I also don't know. I mean, I'm sure you've seen your fair share of balls before, but I don't know. How Excuse you me. Ever- you sure? You're sure? I d- well, I don't know. Should I go the other way? <laughs> No. I, mean, I don't know how many balls you've seen. I don't want to insult you either way here. It's an odd number. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't really get smooth, right? There is like not. If- it's not smooth. But that's why it's important to get the turf chopper because it, it deals with the delicate uh, nooks and crannies of the whole area. I see. Yeah. It's specifically I- good for that. Got it. It contours. I think that's the word. I mean, if you're trying to shape your bush into animals, it could probably do that. But I think more like as it glides, it's not going to get like, it's not going to like sniff on your skin in the wrong way. Anyway, I don't know if you want to buy this product or not after listening to us talk about it so in depth. But if you do go to smoothmyballs.com slash pod, you'll get to get a turf chopper for 15% off, which can't beat that discount. Should I start uh, an OnlyFans site where it's just me trimming? Is that? (laughs) It's a great idea. Honest to God, people will want that. I don't, I'm just saying, if you really are going to go full bore and just put it all out there for your daughter to see in 18 years, I think shaving your balls is the way to go. Balls, balls and taint. Um, Do you know what June is? June is the sixth month of the year. Oh, my God. You're very smart. It's also pride for people that are not heterosexual or cisgendered. Wow. Pride month is June. 
is June. And the reason I mention it is one of my favorite soaps is back in stock at bubblesandthingssoaps.com. She does the perfect rainbow soap and she takes her time to make sure each layer is doesn't mesh into the other one and the colors are perfect rainbow colors. And don't get me wrong, people can interpret the rainbow however they want to. But I like primary good ass colors and she does a perfect rainbow soap that's now in stock in the store. Wow. Yeah. But like if your kid wants to have a rainbow soap, it's really cool for that too. Like it's just pretty. I I literally bought it last year just so it can be on my shelf and it's still on my shelf. Well, my daughter loves rainbows. Does she? Big fan. She's pretty cool. We've got uh, we've got a book called uh, How the Crayons Save the Rainbow. <gasps> um we've got uh, a wooden rainbow set which is What's the company? Is it like um, just arches of different colors? Yeah, it's all pieces of wood arched. It's like, you know, it's one of those companies that makes wood toys. That's an expensive high-end toy. It's not cheap. No. It's not cheap for a rainbow. (laughs) No. Doesn't it make you like just wish you could make one? (laughs) Like, can't I just whittle that? Uh, Unfortunately, I have no whittling abilities uh, or or any handy skills of any kind. Really? You can't do things with your hands? I mean, I, I mean, I, maybe I could. I don't. I'm not the one who you want to call on to, like, hang a picture in your house or, Got it. Um, you know, take a look at your plumbing or, you know, not like an actual plumber, but, you know, your, your random household chores. Like, if you need to turn off the water, you probably might not even know how to do that. I, that I, can do. Uh, I don't know. You're not selling yourself very high on this. I'm just trying to be honest here. I love um, it. I, you know what? To know your strengths. Is to know thyself. And I just yeah. made up that quote. And if you go to bubblesandthingssoaps.com, you can use the YDK Nick code at checkout and you can get a rainbow soap. You can get another kind of soap. And you, I don't know. That's that's all I have to say about that. Do you have anything else to say about it? I have rainbow socks. Great. Oh, that's cool. Rainbow socks are cool. Do they have toes? Are they the ones with toes? Oh, no, no, they're not. Mm. No. Well, thanks for being here, Nick. (laughs) So, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. After that really short, brief, perfect sponsor message. Nick. That that was maybe one of the fastest (laughs) double double sponsor um, live reads we've ever done, right? No, I think it was the longest. Yeah, probably. I think so. But maybe if we edit it down, they won't ever know the difference. Um, there's there's so much that happened this week. There's so much I want to talk to you about. Um, I think the stop, calibrate, and listen area is the perfect thing to tell to tell me about the Gen Z thing you know about. Oh. But I but before we do this, I need you mm-hmm. to do me a favor. Pull out your phone, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have your fucking phone in front of you while you're doing this work? It's where I, it's where I keep my notes. Okay, See? that better be the only reason. See? Okay, thank you. Thank you. It's good to know. I got it. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I Nothing offends me more, and I'm sorry that I jumped jumped the yoke on that one. Yeah. Nick. Yeah. Nick, mm-hmm. go to your your Instagram. Okay. Do you know where it is on your phone? Oh, yeah, I know where it is. I okay, sub- okay. I sometimes go there. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm here and look. Okay. How many notifications do you have right now? None, because I did go here earlier today. Ugh. Okay. Go to Twitter.com. Go to your Twitter app. Do you have even Twitter as an app on your phone? Yeah, look, there it is. It's got it's got a number next to it. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That's painful. You even have notifications. I don't have notifications on like I don't have push notifications. You have push notifications and you still don't check the fucking website no like when when i don't i don't click it right now click it right now there it is okay i was looking at i was looking at some uh i got a little push notification for some crypto stuff oh so you looked at it today but you just didn't look at the notifications no those are the notifications that you have yeah should i press that yeah no please don't they can't see 
No, this is but, a podcast. I know they can't see, but you can see. So I'm Please asking you. Please press that button. I'm letting you tell them what you see. Okay, great. What I see right now is a bunch of crypto. You do follow. You do know how to do like the follow a trend on Twitter, and you're looking up crypto stuff. So good for you. And there yeah, is I a number you're... 17 on like the notification bell, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Go ahead and click that for us. Okay. Okay. So there's, some, there's some things here that are listed. Okay. Well, you have lightning bolts, which means that they, those are suggested tweets. Just those are useless. Okay. We mm-hmm. see we see messages from Emily and Jay Thomason. Mm-hmm. You see so- uh, me- several messages from me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Another one from Emily. You have someone who nine people who no 10 people who liked a tweet that you were tagged in that you didn't see you get you got one of those purple cross star things that again those are useless what are those? to us oh, it's okay, like those... we think you might be interested in this i always say mm-hmm. i want to see left less often and then you have another retweeted one did you, oh ooh, you have a heartbeats message you've missed mm. the heartbeats message and then let's see keep on going where have you seen any of these uh i don't Think so? Ted oh, no, not here. I've seen that the Ted Cannon attack. And I was, you didn't respond. I wanted to. That was a geriatric comment. That was good. I wanted to. Okay, do, that's I a perfect segue into well, because I want you to hold on to the Gen Z thing. But did you and do you know why that tweet happened about being geriatric, as opposed to just going for the gut? Oh, wait, why, why you sent it or where yep. the geriatric term came from? Yeah, do you know why it was, like, geriatric, what does that mean to you this week? Oh, I know, because uh, geriatric millennials. What the fuck? But I'm not a geriatric millennial. You're not. I'm but... older than that. I'm dirt. <laughs> You're just I'm... geriatric. <laughs> just geriatric, yes. <laughs> I don't even fit the category. <laughs> I, and, I, and I don't either, because I'm one year after. Yeah, um, you're, you're like you're you're a spring chicken, and I'm and I'm co- a cooked goose. Oh my goodness, one of those tastes better, and I don't know which one. But I just am really annoyed by the fact that they keep on trying to come up with like subsections of things. Mm. Like, do we really need a name, especially a name like geriatric millennials, for that fucking gap between 1980 and 1985? That's kind of wild to me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I have a lot of friends who are in that gap. Uh, and it's funny. I have to like really retrain my brain to go like, oh, yeah, you're millennials. But they're not really people I would think of as being millennials. For and, but I, you do fall in that category, though, even though you are super old. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, like it's actually like really hard to like even relate to you whatsoever. But. I think kind of what they were describing is what they think geriatric millennial is, is akin to sort of like what you know and how you operate, wouldn't you say? Yeah. From what little I looked into the phrase, yes, I feel like what, you know, I think it was supposed to be an honest attempt to maybe even compliment people in that, you know, not with the name, but with like their skill set of being able to, to balance both the sort of analog of Gen X and the... And the tech savviness of millennial. Um, so I think it was supposed to be a compliment, or at least it's supposed to be. I think you're right. I think you're right because it was a, it was an article in Medium that went live last week and, and kind of set set Twitter ablaze because I don't think people really like that term geriatric. I think it makes them feel super old or like outdated. And and if you do read the article, I guess if you care, it is saying that you're right. Like the skill set of knowing this and that really does make us good leaders in the workforce. But A, I feel like calling people geriatric millennials um, is just headline bait. It's like, oh, we're going to say this really. And I don't think Medium coined the term, but it's it obviously made everyone stop and go, what? And I also wonder if it's a quote unquote geriatric millennial trying to convince themselves that they're still relevant. Oh, Yeah. Because there's going to be a world where the workforce is very, very different, and even that skill set's totally useless mm-hmm. or outdated. Or I don't know Gen Z kids that really want to work with us all that much. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's fascinating because the millennials are now experiencing uh, what I experienced, or my you know Gen Xers we experienced when millennials were coming up. It's the same thing. It's a cycle. 
it's a cycle and your brain has been churning about a bunch of stuff um but i didn't realize how much this podcast would be helpful for me to recognize that i'm not the relevant generation anymore oh how does that feel um i don't i think thankfully by the time that happened or is happening i don't care about people's opinions so much anymore so it's like at a good time to not be relevant, you know, <laughs> in a sense. And we, I was talking about like there's apparently um, my age bracket owns 4%, 6 to 4% of the wealth of America or something like that. And 2% of that belongs to Zuckerberg. So there's a lot of fucking things. I know. I swear. It's just like so painful. Anyway, what's the Gen Z thing you want to teach me about so I can feel older? <laughs> I really I can't explain you made, to you. you. You know this. I, what I'm going to teach you, I think you probably already know. Yeah, I need to win because just if I'm going to be very honest and vulnerable for a second, I'm feeling old. I'm feeling unattractive. <laughs> I feel out of out of touch. And it's, again, I don't care about how other people see that. I care about how it relates to my business and making money <laughs> and late, and even att- being attractive. I am. I'm, I feel. I feel like shit. <laughs> So make me well, make me feel better, please. I'm unfortunately not going to make you feel no! better. No, you mean I gave you the perfect run up to <laughs> the perfect segue. <laughs> you know why you feel that way? No, because I'm you're, old. Because <laughs> you're 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 a little bit chuggy. <gasps> chuggy is actually the word, and oh. I was gonna. <laughs> talk to I was. It's chuggy. It's chuggy. <laughs> It's not chuggy. It's not chuggy. It's I chuggy. like chuggy better. No, you don't. It sounds like you're hawking a loogie. Hey, can chuggy. you sp- spit a chuggy over here? I've been saying chug, chuggy Huey, for Huey, all week. Dewey and chewy. <laughs> chuggy. Chuggy? I believe it's chuggy. It's, you, please, you have your phone out. Verify. I don't want to be wrong, but I, I looked it up too because it's – so apparently it goes back to this – uh, TikTok where this person's just trying to like this girl's like I'm just trying to figure out a word for like someone who's just like off trend not basic because that's a trend in and of itself but just like half off trend and so she says chuji but it's also shows up as early as 2018 in the urban dictionary but I've never heard it until this week you're right it is, is chuji what does chuji by your de- definition mean is it Jessica incarnate no no i mean do you I think tr- i'm choosing it i have no idea no 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 because when it, when it was first described to me it was by somebody who's my my age and who who has recently gone down the tiktok rabbit hole and sure. and so and i told her about the the podcast and and she she go she so we've been going back and forth a little bit about this type of stuff and she goes she goes oh i just discovered that you know she was saying that the people of our age and our generation and Gen Xers were chuji. Mm, mm. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. I know so many Gen Xers who are chuji. And the way she described it was like, like Ugg wearing, um, likes to have, you know, those sort of block letters on their wall, you know, that spell out words with lights oh, behind them. Oh my um, God. She was like going down all this stuff that I like, I know so many people my age or, you know, older who are like that. And I was like, oh my God, I know so many. I, I was calling them chugs. I like it better. I'm just going to call them chugs. And then I started, then I looked at my chug dudes. <laughs> so, so then I looked it up and I was like, oh, wait, no, nothing's talking about Gen X. This is all Gen Z, millennial, you know, oh, well, it's TikTok mille- wars. It's, it is exactly. And I. Uh... I don't know, again, if there is a war happening, right? Or if it's manufactured. I don't know how much. I don't know any millennials that give a fuck about what Gen Z is doing that's against us. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it makes really interesting articles to have, like, we know this thing that you don't know. And perhaps because I'm not fully um, embroiled in the TikTok culture, I am unaware that, like, hey, no, fuck you, Zincoid. Like, we're not Chuji. You're... Losey, you know i don't know <laughs> i don't know there we go you just case in point i'm you just yeah you just implicated yourself as being so choo-gy. badly so i posted a picture of myself as i was getting ready to stream uh 
three months ago. And have you heard of all the different styles of like norm core and dad core? Are you familiar with those terms? I mean, yes, I don't know exactly what it's defined as, but like I just like ways of grouping people. Yes, but in their style, in their fashion. So okay. like dad, oh, so you, like you in can, their in their in their clothes they were fashion. In their fit, they're like they're like normcore. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like it like at a time it was like as hipsters were evolving, they just wore sweaters and like high waters and you know, normal shoes. Like it just it just was different ways to kind of categorize people. You're totally right. And I was mm-hmm. I had I had my blue blocker glasses on. I hadn't washed my hair. I had my cat on my lap. I was wearing mom jeans and a sweater. And I needed someone to tell me what I was. And Chuji is exactly what I was. Because <laughs> I knew I was setting a trend, but I needed to know what that trend was. And uh, left of center is really in line with my entire life. Wait, I missed that last part. Left of center. Left of center is like the way I like to describe like you're, if you could hit the mark. Chuji is left of center. You're just like a little. Oh, you're a little on the left of. The see, center. I yeah, I guess so. I I see. I guess I'm interpreting it differently. Um, but you're probably interpreting it correctly. To me, a chuji. Well, just <laughs> well, because I think it's meant it's to be like the most comfortable word you've ever said in your life. <laughs> I love it, Chug. Oh, please, please, who who's out there listening, help me push this proper pronunciation of Chuji. It's supposed to be chuggy. Chuggy. Okay. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. How is it disgusting? It's phlegm. Chuggy. Chuggy. No, it's not. It's not chuggy. <laughs> so chuggy. Listen, but if Kate Winslet can woo Jack Dawson by spitting over a bridge, people can say chuggy and get away with it. <laughs> I just watched Titanic recently, and that was a mistake. Do you Probably. think you're chuggy? Am I? I mean, by the definition of being off trend, I've I've always been chuggy. I don't know okay. when you your button ups are real sharp. I think I've never seen you like not put together. Like you look cool. Okay, well I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, but I'm also keep it pretty safe and simple, and wear things that probably cross fashion years, fashion cycles. I mean, I'm not. It's I'm not hard wearing... for it's harder for men to stand out that way. I think mm-hmm. like, you're not going to Fashion Week wearing a dress, you know. And some guys are doing that, and it's awesome. That's just not the the direction you're heading. You're heading mm-hmm. normcore. You're pretty normal. Yes. I don't yeah. think I think you're more normal and dadcore than you are, Chuji. Great, great. I then what I'm is Chuji? Then what is Chuji then? Chuji is left of center. Chuji is like, ooh, girl, you buying Gucci shirts? You're buying logos? I, I have three logo shirts that's like Polaroid and, you know, like it's not cool. But why is that left of center? Because the style that things are heading towards, which we kind of talked about in the first episode, was like 90s wear. Like it, there's there's a different style that's being but, worn. And are you... But what you wore used to be, what you're saying that you're buying mm. used to be in style? Mm. You know what? I don't think anyone said this. It's like if you shop at Target and only Target, you're Chuji. I think that's going to be a good barometer. You buy like the <laughs> hat that kind of looks like it's expensive, but it's not. You get a bag that you can never wear again. And you have like the, it's just tacky, but not. It's like, it's like a step above basic. You said it perfectly with like the people that, ha- you know, have those, um, uh, marquee lights. You saw one dude do that ten years ago, and everyone went, "I'm going to have that in my life, and we're going to have letters, and there's going to be an ampersand, and we're going to look so cool, and we're going to have lanterns." You know, everyone saw these like Tumblr posts and wanted to recreate that. And then when your generation started making money and could own your own homes, you started like filling out your house that way. Yeah, it's. I don't think there's anything wrong. Like in that image of like. You know, you can say whether you like that stuff or not, but like, there's nothing wrong with being chuji in that regard. It's just the younger generation looks at that going, nope, we don't like that shit. We want something else. Totally. But, you know? So yeah, you part your hair to the side, you know? <sighs> yeah, you I wear skinny to... jeans and, and Uggs. I tried. Nick, you know? last week, I tried You're to do You're a chug. The... You can't help it. <laughs> no. You're not helping <laughs> at all. 
at all. It hurts. Okay. Speaking of like it hurting, I'm gonna share. <laughs> I'm gonna share something with you. This uh, was submitted to us by Pandar, who is uh, actually a moderator on my live streams and an all-around really normal person. I think he's in your age bracket as well. And um, he, I just, I think it is relevant, not so much as like this person's a Gen Z doing this trend, but to who we are <laughs> as at our core. And I want to see if you relate to it in any way. Okay. 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 Let's see what happens. I'm a struggling actor, but if I'm asked by a stranger what I do, I usually end up telling a lie because there's too much to get through. I don't want to go through the motions of saying that auditions are a full-time job. I'd rather smile and simply state that I have a full-time job as an accountant. As an accountant. Nobody asks you questions when you say you're an accountant. What do you do? I'm an accountant. Where do you work? At a place where accountants work. Do you like your job? Yes, I like my job, and my job is an accountant. Uh, it's too real it strikes to the heart of every actor it really it really does the, the one that pandar sent me specifically uh was a girl who didn't want to tell her family that she makes money doing only fans so she says she's an accountant and it's you know it's oh, a joke so-, <laughs> and so there's so many different ways to interpret it uh and as you know tiktok is a lot of like lip syncing and stuff like that do you feel I, I think I know the answer to this, but maybe people that don't know us don't know. We're both actors. Yes. Do you feel, I don't know, how how does that make you feel? Do you relate to that guy who's embarrassed to tell people that you audition all the time? Well, is he embarrassed to tell people or is he just not wanting to deal with people's reactions when you do tell them? Because you get the most annoying reactions when you say you're an actor and they run the gambit uh you know and it also depends on where you are when you say it um but usually it's the very often if they're not from la it's the you're an actor oh what have i seen you in (laughs) literally that is everybody says that exact same thing you know and then you're like you know, what do I say? Do I go down my resume? You know, and then if you don't have stuff that you've done, what... Or that they recognize. That they recognize, you know. um, I've figured out a response. You know, I go, I say things like, yeah, you know, I've I've done a lot of different stuff on TV. And so, you know, I don't play a lot of the, I don't play a lot of the big main roles, but, you know. So you may have seen me. That's maybe what I say. or, you know, you get the opposite a lot. You know, if you're in L.A., it's like, oh, you're an actor. Oh, how's it going? Is it hard? Is he struggling? <laughs> it's like the assumption <laughs> that like, like, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, how do you, how do you make money? <laughs> do people really ask you that? I mean, not so much anymore. I mean, but when I was in my 20s, certainly. Oh, totally. Because there is an insinuation. There's ways to ask that, too, without asking that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I guess I feel like. We are surrounded by a lot of artists that we don't have to have that conversation as much anymore, I think. Yeah, not not amongst my peers. I definitely don't have that conversation as much, but I still have that conversation all the time with people who don't live in L.A. who I haven't seen in a while or or like parents, friends or like old family friends or things like that yeah they just don't understand that you can actually be successful with not being on a billboard you know it's Mm. there is an element of that that's tough but i'm not embarrassed to tell people i'm an actor i just don't tell people i just let it i'd rather (laughs) i just rather someone else go oh jessica's a really great actor i i think it because because the second you've announced that you're an actor especially in la you have now labeled yourself as desperate and, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like, hey, oh, my God, I'm filming this and this and this because I've always said that L.A. is the best town to make it seem like you're busier than you are. People can claim that they're working on something and they're really just sitting at home looking at the first page of a script that they're trying to write. And that's OK. We all have our process. But a lot of people talk a lot of shit. Sometimes people are successful at talking about projects they'll never finish. But I definitely feel like I get a little bit more 
credit when someone else goes, oh, Jessica just directed this really cool show. Much better. Yeah. You know, even in even when I've been at like, like, for, like uh, and my wife's a costume designer. So oftentimes I'll go to a rap party or something like that. And she's introducing me to people who she's known for months, but I've never met. And it's, it is much different if she says, oh, Nick's an actor, or if they go, what do you do? And I'm like mm. talking to a director or a producer and I say, mm. I say I'm an actor. It just, there is this weird sort of like, oh, cuckoo. You're a cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked me up with that last week. Now everything I'm saying is cuckoo. Uh, yeah, there's, you have immediately deadbolted that relationship. Right, right. Like, they're now they're like, oh, careful around this guy. So then you have to kind of just be like, you really have to change the energy so that they feel like you're not going to ask them for anything. Totally, totally. I think there is a way to to answer it while being truthful, but not in a needy way. You know, um, I <laughs> one way I started spinning it. Right, or I was spinning it. it was like, oh, I'm an actor and I'm a really big deal, but don't worry, we're super. You sh- you feel comfortable around me. I <laughs> like, I'll definitely like inflate something so that it could be something that we can laugh about together. That's good. I think you could sell that. I don't think I could sell that, but I think you can sell that. <sighs> you give me a lot of credit, but I, and I do sell it. To be fair, I just yeah, I don't I I don't know how you how you socialize a workroom. Does we talked a little bit today about anxiety do you like going to parties or like is that just like ugh? i you know i was and i guess i still am to a degree um like a really kind of like a social butterfly like Mm -hmm. um, but i'm like a loner social butterfly like Mm -hmm. i used to like to go to the go to these things by myself um and so that i could leave whenever i wanted to Mm-hmm. Or go somewhere else whenever I wanted to. Not, you know, if I had close friends, maybe I'd go with close friends or something like that. But but you never wanted to feel encumbered by someone that had wanted to stay there all night or didn't want. Yeah, it's really hard when you're, mm-hmm. especially like if it's like a new friend and you don't know if you want to hang out with them all night, but you're their wingman. Yeah. And I, you know, I grew up where I, and where I grew up, we partied and it was a thing like everybody partied. I was very comfortable at parties, high school, college, even beyond. I mean, and I, you know, seek them out and go out. But what I've come to realize is that, like, because I, I do think I have a lot of social anxiety. I'm like, well, why? Is it like, as I got older, do I get more socially anxious? And I think, like, no, I realize the reason I was able to handle it before is because I would, I would drink so much more. <laughs> and I don't yeah. drink a lot nowadays anymore. So now it's like, you know, um, you know, parties the, the, get, the parties get boring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> parties it's, get boring a lot faster. God, that's so fucking funny. I like I actually the anxiety now comes as an after effect if I drink a lot. Then I've had a couple really serious drank too much faux pas in my life. Uh one of them was not too long ago, a couple of years ago. Uh and the anxiety experienced post that was probably one of the worst uh experiences. Like I was the one who basically hurt someone's feelings but i still felt worse than she could have ever um but yeah the 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 oh my god i acted like an asshole doesn't show up in my head until later and then i had to stop myself from having a habit of like hey was i weird last night and just start like accepting if i'm gonna be an asshat just be an asshat yeah i yes it just just embrace you know one of the things that i that i've learned um is that Everybody has social anxiety. And I think once that clicked into me and I started to look around the room and I started to see how everybody was manifesting their own social anxiety, uh, it made me so much easier. Like I didn't have to feel as though like, oh, there's something wrong with me or I'm not as cool or I'm not whatever. I could see that person over there who I thought was really cool and really could handle themselves. If I pay attention, oh, I can see that the way that they're carrying themselves is actually them being anxious, the way they laughed at that joke, they were anxious. Maybe the way that they were really loud and brazen was covering anxiety. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, so that that was a huge breakthrough for me so that I can, when, when I feel like when you go in and you start to feel anxious in social environments, take, take your attention off yourself and put it on everybody else. And usually your own anxiety goes away. 
there's some other things you can do too, but. Well, so yeah. And I would love to talk about it more, but that means you probably do understand body language like acutely. Like, are you someone that reads body language well, or. I think so. For the most is part. That in- I- is that innate or is that like, did you study it? I mean, as much as an actor studies it, no, I think I think it's relatively innate. No, I haven't I haven't I haven't done any serious studying. But it does kind of give you a, a really great edge, and that does go back to, like I've said, I'm, I'm an actor, and now the room just got quiet, or this is awkward. You know, you can read that really quickly, and then calibrate, or uh, you can redirect the attention and kind of break the ice after something awkward because you you read that room really well too you know how people love to be like i'm an empath because i'm an actor but we are empathetic to some extent so we do sense when people's feelings even if we're not misinterpreting them but we sense when the feelings are not reciprocated or something just got awkward or that person made a weird face you know i did Mm -hmm. something wrong yeah I think sometimes it's a it's a blessing and a curse because <laughs> then you notice like oh shit that's okay and maybe you can readjust and and fix it like you're talking about um, but then sometimes you're just acutely aware of like that was super awkward and <laughs> and that you know whatever that person I just met is not that's not going anywhere or yeah I not. I think that's why I think the reason why it, the anxiety doesn't get to me as much now is because. The majority of my relationships are super unconditional. Um, there's a lot of love for my idiosyncrasies and vice versa. And the I have to trust that about people. I have to learn how to trust that, oh, actually, this person actually does like me, uh, which was its own journey in and of itself. But if but I have like these beacons of like, if that person digs me and that person thinks I'm cool, then I'm probably doing all right. So if that person doesn't get it, that's their problem. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you're still you're still basing your that you're still basing your self worth based on other people's thought. You know the reflection of what other people think. It's certainly a diluted, diluted, <laughs> diluted uh, version of what self esteem I have. But when those feelings start to crop up of like anxiety that I can't control or or um, self or like remind myself or go, hey Jessica, it's not that bad that you just said that. Uh, that then they then those people can come in as like the second tier of how to evade the anxiety or like calm my brain mm-hmm. from going on a spin out. Yeah, it's that it's that self talk you do, and you need you need that to, to help kind of ground yourself. Like no no no, there's there are people who like me. I'm a real human being. Yeah, I wish I wish I didn't need people to like me as much. Um, I'm better at that. But, kinda, that. but we all need people to like us to some degree. Otherwise, because life would really suck if nobody liked us. <laughs> and I think I think that's why we're social uh, beings is because being around other people uh, and seeing ourselves reflected in other people helps us understand how to behave and move forward. I think that's what society is really meant to be about. Why we why as humans, we move in groups. Well, and then take it through the lens of generational gaps or generational wars when a, a generation saying you guys are no longer cool or you're chuggy, Uh <laughs> You wanted to do it. I'm trying to help you. I'm just trying to either make fun of you or make you feel better. Chuggy. You're chuggy. Uh It's one. There's no other way to feel more coagulated or liked or in than when you're like making fun of somebody else. That's like the base level of connection is like, oh, yeah, at least you're not Gerald, you know. And so now Gen millennials are Gerald, you know, and Mm -hmm. then millennials go, wait, hey, I thought we were cool. And now it hurts because this whole other Gen Z tribe isn't in on us, you know. Or, or is like excising us from the group. And that, that does speak to base primal level needs and survival. Well, you know what's interesting? I'm trying to think like, did that is happen? Is it interesting, to- Nick? Is it really interesting? It is interesting. Did that, happen to, Gen- did that happen to Gen Xers? Like, we, I don't know that Gen Xers ever felt like millennials were cooler than us. Well, okay. So now you, so one thing I just want to highlight there, you are now just labeling yourself a Gen Xer. Is that just where you've landed? <laughs> Is that is that because like is I just want to know like we're not going with Zennial we're going with Gen X. Well, I just know I I I just lump myself in there because I just I don't know if I consider myself a full throttle millennial. 
Full right. throttle. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's pieces you're of You're not. Me. You're not. That's the whole problem, right? So I'm a zennial. In yeah, between. I'm in between. But so, you gravitate towards Gen Z. I just want you to be exact. You mean Gen X. I, I, okay. Oh, thank you. I, let, me, let me rephrase it. I don't think Gen Xers and Xennials ever felt <laughs> not cool because of millennials. In fact, I think we felt like, or at least Cooler. our attitude, yeah, was that these fucking millennials. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I think you kind of got it bad bull on both sides, right? Interesting. You're that is okay. Be- you know what? I just said interesting, and it was interesting. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So I think also though the war wasn't pitted against us. I think you were right that like because you shared your opinion on how. Gen X might view millennials with with its founded reasoning and unfounded reasoning. But I think the attack from millennials specifically has been towards the boomers and the boomers had been yes. attacking us. And yes, yes, when you true. look when you look at like the you know, there's like this is a really simple but great example. Some fucking boomer tweeted about like I was at the grocery store and uh I, I gave I gave you know, I, I grabbed the bags from the ba- the bag guy, and and I said thank you, and he said no problem, and I said and he and what's why can't people just say you're welcome? What's wrong with kids today? And it's like, first of all, what a hill to die on, and and then also let's dissect no problem just a second. They're telling you, hey, I this was easy for me to do this for you, not you I, you owe me or this was an imp- it, like this was mm. a problem to do mm-hmm. for you, which mm-hmm. is a sense of entitlement that is wrongfully getting cast onto millennials that really it's very funny. The very same things that boomers want to accuse millennials of are things they're guilty of. Mm. Seems mm-hmm. to be that way. Mm. Yeah. You guys really have a battle with the boomers. Well, we're getting smarter because we're aging and we're starting to realize patterns and history books are changing and we're getting to learn how choices affect us and choices we didn't have control over. And then you have like the outdated idealism of that generation that then elects a Trump or then keeps Republicans in you know, people still are conservative with their money and they want they want pensions and social security for themselves, but they don't want to pay it. You know, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. And, and these are things I still don't even understand all that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is I'm going to segue us to a very small segment, which is going to be just a taste, just a taste of something that's going to come up. We're going to talk about Crypto Corner for a second right now. We're going to Crypto Corner. Crypto Corner. Yeah. Can you give me the um, the very polished, perfect theme song for Crypto Corner? Crypto Corner. Things are getting digital. Crypto Corner. <laughs> gonna ride that blockchain. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's something. Good for you. Yeah. That, you've, you redeemed yourself from your poor improv show last week. <laughs> So, Nick, cryptocurrency is in the news. It's been in the news pretty heavily since the beginning of the year. Um, A lot of people have a lot of opinions on it. People didn't think Bitcoin was going to be a thing. I don't need to tell people the history of something I don't understand. But even if it's trending downward, let's say right now, or Elon Musk says we won't accept Bitcoin for Tesla, it's still probably going to change the way we have transactions am i right in making that assumption there's no stopping this locomotive now look it depends on how you look at it I, and i think you know i i've been first off full disclaimer to everybody listening i'm a crypto newbie i am no crypto expert but i have been taking a deep dive these past couple months just trying to understand it so everything i say is very surface level there's way more information out there um but what i'm coming to find is that what I thought cryptocurrency was is only like a fraction of what it is. Like people think, you know, they think currency, they think coins, they think money, they think, you know, because Bitcoin is very much about, you know, money. It's about, originally it was about exchange, right? Like using it instead of dollars, right? Mm. You, I give you Bitcoin, you give me something. 
Um, but it's so it's become so much more than that. What it really is about is the blockchain and this piece of technology. And Bitcoin was, I think, if I'm correct, and you know, stop me if I'm wrong out there, but it was the first blockchain technology. And now other blockchains are being developed and built. And this particular technology is just a very secure form of transactions. And it's going to revolutionize our day-to-day life. Um, yeah, I think what's helpful about us like dipping a toe into this uh, part of the corner world that we're talking about is someone like myself is super overwhelmed by the information that's out there and and lack of information. And I think if my conspiracy brain is right, they would prefer it that way. People would prefer that fewer people knew about it or would you just jump on the Dogecoin train so that it like beefs up the numbers and people sell it right away and get $2 million. Like there's, there's never been a world where America, especially in wall street, wanted us to be super savvy with this stuff. Yes. And uh, yes, yes. And that is only looking at crypto from one angle. Okay. That's looking at crypto as an investor, mm. which is what everybody thinks about. Oh, crypto, it's all about, you know, the investment. You, you know, you buy Dogecoin that increases in value, you make money. Yes, that's a part of it. And that's a, that's a part that I'm looking into myself of like, because there are a lot of great opportunities to make money. And you can, you know, you can make money fast. You can also lose money really fast. Yes, yes. And that, the gambler in you must love it. Oh, the gambler in me is finally getting its fix uh, after after a full year of not being able to go into the bicycle <laughs> casino, you know. Yeah. But um, but no, you know, that's investing. You're with with that. You're investing in technology. It's just like the stock market, but different, right? Just like the stock market, you're buying, you know, shares of a company. You hope the company does well, and your share price goes up. You make money. It's the same thing with buying Doge or buying Bitcoin or buying any of that. Um, I mean, there are some crossover because like when you buy Bitcoin, if it does become something that you can exchange for goods, like you don't necessarily exchange your stock, you know, in Microsoft for goods. Right, Uh, right, right, right. But not all things operate that way. Not all cryptocurrency. Not all cryptocurrency operates that way. We're like we're, but it, but it kind of, and this is where I get a little bit confused. But it, but it kind of does. <laughs> like we, like when you buy, let's say, like you, like Ethereum is a good example, and this is the, you know, the next big thing to Bitcoin is Ethereum. Um, but what, but Ethereum is a completely different blockchain than than Bitcoin, where. I, uh, this is gonna. I'm. We're gonna have to get somebody in here who knows what they're talking about to explain it better than me. But they call it smart contracts, where you know, again, we're talking about person to person exchange. Um, but exchange of what? Exchange of any goods and services through a very sort of secure uh, passage, where you have this blockchain that, if I give you something. It gets recorded into the blockchain and can never be removed. It's always known that I gave you this thing at this point in time. You now have it. You can give it to somebody else, yada, yada. So that security of it being solidified and never being removed is what is really amazing about the technology. So with Ethereum, it's a whole network of that. Think of Ethereum like uh, like an iPhone that you have developers who create these apps for it. So iPhone itself doesn't have to create all these widgets and gadgets that you can do with it. You have developers who do that. Ethereum is like that. It's a blockchain where a bunch of people can develop different ways of utilizing that blockchain. Then you have other blockchains that do the same thing as Ethereum. But anyways, so let's say you buy Ethereum, you're investing in this blockchain being successful. So it's like you're owning stock in Ethereum in a sense, but it is a currency. There is a, it's a token that you're getting that you then can exchange Ethereum within the Ethereum network to get other things. Yeah, cray cray. So, so maybe this is the first time I'm starting to realize it. And, and I think you're right that this is just a drop in the bucket of what this is all about. But in the same way that the dollar or currency is supposed to represent the amount of gold that that fucking country has in the bank. <laughs> That's not what it represents anymore, but yes, sure. It doesn't represent that anymore. <laughs> but, 
does the value then increase or decrease based off of what is on that blockchain and when it was given to somebody or when it was purchased? Is that yes. now the is that the gold that it's now based off of? So okay, now here we are. This is what Bitcoin is turning into. So what they call gold, the term for gold would be a store of value. Okay. Mm, mm. So they call it a store of value and no our government money is not based on gold anymore. That was done done away with in the early 1900s. Um, and, this is, and this is a reason why Bitcoin and cryptocurrency has become so popular because it's decentralized finance. It's not, it's not finance that is coming from a centralized government or centralized entity. Um, because you have the United States government runs the money. They can print more money whenever they want, which is what they've been doing, which devalues the, the dollar. The dollar Yada yada. So last year we printed a ton of money because of the of the pandemic and the stimulus wow. packages and all that stuff. We're hugely in debt. They printed a ton of money. It's one of the reasons that people were flocking to cryptocurrency. Mm. One one of the reasons. There's other reasons too. Um, but Bitcoin, for if Bitcoin continues in its trajectory, it will surpass gold as a store of value. So then maybe there's an, a mistake that we're making by looking at the stock price of Bitcoin and going, oh my God, I could make $60,000. But in reality, if you invest even a micro amount of Bitcoin, you now own a different type of money in, in, in totality. Am I understanding that correctly? Yes. So you could invest in gold right now, right? You could go on a stock market, you could buy shares in gold, right, you, could, right. you, could, you could own it. It will increase in value at, ver you know, at a certain percentage. It, you know, it varies. A lot of it's people bought gold right at the top of the pandemic because they thought they, yeah, yeah, totally. Now, you can do the same thing with Bitcoin. Now, which one is increasing in value faster right now? Currently is Bitcoin. By leaks, hundred thousand yeah. percent, yeah, going right. insane. It's moving at, at an annual rate of two hundred percent a year. Whoa, whoa! And where else are you going to get that? So the reason why you invest money is because if you just kept your money in your bank account, let's say you kept ten thousand dollars in your bank account, ten years from now it won't be worth the same. It won't be worth ten thousand dollars anymore. The interest you make on that will never keep up with the inflation prices that, of goods you have to buy. So in oh. 10 years, oh. it's not going to be worth $10,000. It'll be called $10,000, but you can't get the same amount of goods You're for $10,000. You're not getting $10, a return $10. on the savings investment. Yes. Right. So this is why people put money in the market. This, they're looking for a higher percentage return to beat inflation mm. at the bare mm. minimum, mm. right? And then you want to then go beyond that. So what do you do with your money that you're saving? You're trying to look for the highest return on your investment possible. If Bitcoin continues to, to go up, it's very volatile and there's a risk factor. It could crash. You could lose everything. But if it continues, it will be one of the fastest growing stores of value. So my final question, because uh, we are going to get an expert, hopefully, uh, on one of these episodes upcoming, who knows a lot about this stuff and really wants to put this knowledge in uh, people's hands. Uh, so that way, you can have control as opposed to like, getting bought and sold and or mis misdirected. And so uh, my last question is, if even though if like Bitcoin is worth $60,000 right now or whatever it, it is currently in the market. Does it make sense to buy a bit of Bitcoin and not have one Bitcoin or? Yes. Okay. So 100%. it makes sense to just put a little bit of money in as you can. Don't worry about the price of Bitcoin. So for, first off, that's for, it makes people go, I don't want to get involved. Right. It's like, yeah, crazy. So, so first off, let me stay, make this disclaimer that everybody, another disclaimer. I am not a financial advisor. Anything I'm about to say is not financial advice. Do your own research um, uh, and make your own choices. Know that it's a risky investment. Totally. There's a thing called a Satoshi, which is a very small fraction of a Bitcoin. Sounds okay? very sexy. Very sexy. Well, the, supposedly the name of the person who created Bitcoin was Satoshi. Hey, or, hey Satoshi. Yeah, I'm hey, gonna, let's get want, his number. You want Satoshi's number? Well, too bad no one knows who this person is because they're okay. anonymous. All right. All right, cool. Which makes it even more sexy. Exactly. The unavailability of it all. Oh, my God. <laughs> the worst. 
totally on brand. So you can buy, I mean, this is what I think also makes it hard for people is like, I, I personally own like 0.00201398 whatever of a Bitcoin, you know, whatever it is. Um, so you don't think about like owning a full Bitcoin. Um, just if you think about investing your money and making a percentage on it. So if you have $500, mm. that's what I say to somebody right, right, you know, right now. If you have $500 that you are okay with it disappearing, going bye-bye, <laughs> put it on Bitcoin right now. Yeah, yeah. And there's no other place where you could put $500 somewhere and wake up in five years and it's $50,000. There's no other place out there. I mean, people might now be like, wait, how is that possible? Bitcoin is sitting at 45000 right now. It's just, I mean, it would have to go up to a million. But who's to say there isn't a stock that can't do that or a cryptocurrency that can't do that? If you look at people's projections online, you know, people have projections that in five to 10 years, this thing is, goes from a million to three million to... In a world, too, where $10,000 50 years ago was a million dollars or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, our million to us today will not mean the same thing in 30 years. Yeah. And this, if this happens, this will be a huge transfer of wealth. So anybody who's invested into the blockchain will make a lot of money. Anybody who's not, not to say they'll, they'll lose money, but they won't get a share of that money. Mm. As technology changes, if so what they are invested in, if this new technology overtakes old technologies, then mm. yes, they will lose money. I have so many questions, Nick. And uh, I'm sure people that are listening to us, either if they, did, if they didn't turn it off by now, have a bunch of questions too. So what I want people to do is tweet at us or email us. Our Twitter is don't know Nick. And my email is jessicaverdebusiness at gmail. Dot com And you can send me questions that I can then ask our expert when we do a deep dive on cryptocurrency. It's pretty exciting. It is incredibly exciting. And it is incredibly overwhelming. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why I wouldn't begrudge somebody if they turned off our podcast right now. But but I also know that there's a world where you just have to like, take in information bit by bit, so that you can understand it and not be taken for a ride. So um, So thank you for sharing what you know, Nick. Yeah, take it take it bit by bit. And I would say to those who do want to go turn it off or be like, ooh, crypto. It's not even the name crypto is like, it's, know, like, it's so choogy. Crypto choogy. is choogy. <laughs> no, it's choogy. Um, it, the word crypto is choogy. Totally. Crypto bros. So <laughs> choogy. But the big but in all of this is it's a thing that's happening where you could very easily and simply invest a little bit in it and could see very large returns. And it's happening right, like there's right a, now, right, literally right now. I thought about investing in December and I was like, let me figure out how to do this right. By the time January hit, everything had doubled. By the time February hit, it had tripled. You know, it was like, it's like, oh my gosh. So um, it's worth dipping your toe. Totally. Jess, you don't know Nick. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Nick. Uh, um, I just... Uh, Did you get that package I sent? No. Did you, you didn't get a package? I didn't get a package. I was supposed to... Oh, I was supposed to arrive. I'm surprised you didn't get it. I'm so confused. You're supposed to say what package? What package? These nuts! <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not Gen X. Yes, it is. No. Yeah. How? What is it from? That's 90s. From what? These nuts. That's, 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 was that, uh, I want to say, I want to, I might, might get it wrong. I want to say it's like Dr. Dre or Snoop Dogg. Is it? It's of that era. I don't think it was them. Uh, who did these nuts? How did you? How did you bring this to this segment and not do your research? I just because I just made it up in the. I just came to me in the moment. I didn't have this down. Oh, no, I, or was it from? Or was it from In Living Color? Was it from a comedy show? Where was these nuts from? Because these nuts ends up becoming a big meme circa Vine. Yeah, but the the original D's nuts was did you get it, it came from did you get that package? What package? Oh. D's nuts. And it became a thing back when the 90s you would try to get people 
to say what package <laughs> or to say what it could be, it became the other stuff you know it could be it could be anything you know and then you would you would deez nuts them kind of like you know hey oh look at this on my knee and then you look at the hole that yeah yes yeah, so and you just get, like goad people into yeah oh man i'm gonna have to figure it out because there's so much i gotta find original deez nuts these nuts, these nuts, especially used to deliver it. is not a literal reference to testicles. What are you talking about? I always how thought it, it was. How could it not be? Rather, it's used figuratively to disrupt and show disrespect to whoever, whatever discussion is currently occurring. It's because you're talking about your nuts. Okay, right. So I was right. It's from Dr. Dre's Chronic album. Okay. 1992. If that ain't if that ain't Gen X, then I don't know what is. It's I mean, it's, Gen it's, X. It's Zenial to the max, brah. Whoa, dude. Okay. You, I was a cynic. I didn't believe you. I thought we started it. No, you, you, you appropriated it. You stole <gasps> it from the original. You Get totally that word out of your mouth. You totally appropriated <laughs> these nuts. Oh my god. And you got to do it. You gotta, and that's the thing is, if you don't do the elongated version, you're not doing it. No, see, I've never heard it that way, and it sounds awful. <laughs> I want to get you. I want to. Well, maybe this is a, be a little teaser for next week. I will get. We'll put on the recording from Dre's Chronic album, which was a seminal album in 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 you know music history. Um, and we will play that section. Back when they used to, I don't know if they still do, but back when they used to have like basically comedy segments in a sense in between songs. They were just Well, Dre songs. was good at that. Dre had all that. And then he inserted that with Eminem too. Like that, that's a good Dre calling card for sure. Oh, man. Damn. Okay. Game, you got me. You got me on this one. You've got me a couple <laughs> times. Uh, let's see. How do you, how do we end this? I don't know how to end this. Uh, My brain is just turned off. I feel yeah. so chewy. You're yeah, you're very, very chewy. No, you know what? You know how we're gonna end it. You're gonna give me a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna make me feel better for being chewy and and thirty five. Look, I think I I'm think... kidding. I don't want to know. <laughs> No, I was going to say, I don't think Chuji is a bad thing. And uh, I think you should be proud of your, your, of your Chuji-ness. I think you should wear it, wear it proudly. I'm just really proud of you that you took like a duck to water with the word Chuji. And just, oh, you, it's a brand new word and you know it so well. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. You did a good job, Nick. This podcast is changing me. For the worst. I t I'm knowing more. I don't know, you know, I know things, some things now. That's a, that's probably pretty bad. That is probably for the worst. Uh, yeah, because then the, th the more you think you know, you know? Yeah. You know? Well, Nick, it's been your pleasure. Oh, it's been so great. It's been so great. All mine. Bye, Nick. Bye, Jess. Oh, hey, did you get that email I sent? What email? These notes! <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to You Don't Know Nick podcast. Do us a favor and give a review wherever you like podcasts or give it a subscribe. And if you want to find out more ways to support our show, go to youdon'tknownick.com. Now that was a JLV production.